Happy Weirdness Day! Hey guys, you know what day it is. Um, we're back here again. We are actually going to do things a little bit differently today. So last time when we had our weekly tarot reading, um, we you know actually saved it until the end of the episode. Um, but we're going to go ahead and start off with it this week. And, you know, let's see what uh, the week has to bring us. All right. Ooh, get that shuffle in there. Oh, that was a good one. That was a really good one. It's so satisfying sometimes. Yep, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so nice. Do a little ASMR. Well, while we shuffle and get these ready, um, the reason why we are starting off with it this week is because our topic this week is actually going to be about tarot. Ooh. So this one was actually a lot more difficult than you guys would think it was. Um, me and Ivy kind of realized that tarot isn't typically something you talk about. It's just something that you do. And so trying to come up with enough content to kind of fill the show with has been, you know, it's, it, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge, but, um, you know, I think if, if you have any uh, tarot-specific questions, um, you know, actually about the subject, I think we've got it covered. So, you know, we'll see. All right, so this could be touching base a little bit on what's going on with the world as far as the coronavirus. We have the Emperor upright, we have the Four of Cups in reverse, and the Nine of Swords in reverse. So whenever the Emperor appears, it can be somebody that's uh, in a position of authority, a father figure, or the establishment, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. It could just be an energy that we need to embody. Um, so if it is indeed touching on the coronavirus situation, um, it's allowing us to pull ourselves back a little bit and work on our emotional baggage. So that way we can release some of what's holding us back. But if it's not, it could just be that we are, you know, gonna have to take this time to really just stand in our power and you know kind of examine our emotions um, because there is something that is weighing heavy on us so either way this definitely does relate to the emotional body um, and you know coming out of that feeling of being down uh, just to kind of you know, uplift ourselves a little bit to help us get back to our normal selves where we feel like we can take on the world and things like that. So I think it's a pretty good reading. Uh, I think we uh, do need this time to focus on the stuff that needs our attention and we're kind of being given that with everything being shut down at the moment. When it comes to tarot, uh, specifically with uh, general readings, um, sometimes the energies can be a little hard to pick up on, um, but not necessarily. Sometimes you do get specific messages, but it, it 
becomes a little skewed when you don't really have a topic to go off of. You're just kind of like pulling things out from thin air. Um, which kind of goes to like, if you are ever getting a reading, it's important to be communicative because it's not about testing the person's ability. It's about actually getting the most out of your tarot reading. So it is important to share specific uh, parts of your story. You don't want to give away too much information just because it can uh, shift the reading one way or another. Um, just because we are all human, it you know doesn't mean that we are looking for answers from you to give you the information that you seek. It's just that you know situations can be complicated. So if you want something done on uh, your love life, you know, just tell them like I've started talking to this person and then you don't have to give them much information beyond that. That can kind of allow them to say, okay, I need to see kind of how this person is connecting with my querents so I can better judge the situation based off the cards that are presented because the, the cards essentially just tell a story. And as a reader, our job is to form that story into words that you can understand because you know if you aren't familiar with tarot and you don't read tarot you're going to look at the cards and just see a bunch of random images it's not going to be something that will necessarily make sense to you now it could because some people are just naturally gifted in that way but you know when it comes down to it the story that the cards tell can you know have many different meanings so you know, when it comes to a general reading, it may not actually even be about you. It might be somebody in your immediate environment. And, you know, you're not ever really sure what exactly it is that you're picking up on as a reader. So that comes back to the querent being, you know, open with communication and willing to give feedback. Like, you know, oh, that doesn't resonate. And then that can kind of like tell us like, okay, well, it might not actually be your story. So let's kind of see where that brings the querent into the reading just to kind of, you know, give it some structure and, you know, make sense of what the cards are saying because the cards are always going to have something to say. So it's important that we, you know, observe what they do have to say so that way there might be information that may not seem relevant until it actually presents itself in your real life. So if I'm honest, I don't really, I'm not a big like history person. Like I kind I just kind of don't really find that stuff really very interesting. Um, so I don't really know, you know, the history or anything like that behind tarot. I've never, I practice it very, I don't know, not a lot, I guess. I mean, I do do it. I do it daily, but I don't do it from the standpoint of like doing reading readings for others. I just kind of use it as like a guide. So I've never really like had the need, like felt the need to like look up any of the history or anything like that. So I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't really know anything about it, honestly. Well, there, there's a big difference between reading for yourself and reading for other people. Some people actually find it harder to read for themselves because they don't have the right. ability to be objective. Right. They get caught up in their emotions and then, and that can kind of, you know, sway the reading one way or the other. Um, they can kind of put their own spin on it and make it what they want it to be. And, you know, that's the, the great part of the practice is it's very personal. So, you know, when you are doing a reading for yourself, you have to be 
an outside observer looking in, but then also you have to be involved. So it's, it's a really weird balance and some people really struggle with it. Some of the most, most successful readers still struggle with it. They don't read for themselves because they don't have that ability to be objective. I've always heard that if, if you can read for yourself, you can't read for others and vice versa. That's, that's just, I've heard that. I don't know, you know. I mean, like I said, it's a personal practice. Yeah. So it, it's really just dependent on you. So you can read for yourself and you can read for others. Or you could just do one or the other. I don't think that there's really any set limitations on it. Because when it comes down to it, tarot is all about energy. And we're constantly surrounded by energy. So every part of your story has energy entwined in it. So it's got your intention, the other person's intention, or just the overall vibe of the situation that you're dealing with. So in the end, it doesn't really matter who is doing the card reading. Um, you can read it for yourself. You can read it for others. All that really matters is the reader's ability to translate the story that the cards are telling so if you're able to do that for yourself and you're able to do that for others there's no reason why you should not be able to do both um so i feel like when it comes to tarot readings as a whole there is a lot of information that can be skewed when it comes to what kind of question to ask how to ask it um, so, you know, you kind of want to refrain from doing like yes or no questions just because it doesn't give you much depth. You know, you can, there's definitely a way to do it. And some readers have the ability to do that fairly easy. Um, but when it comes to all the variables that are within the situation, you know, it can make it a little bit harder to decipher what's actually going on in the cards without some kind of input. So it may not be a straight yes or no. It could be, you know, okay, well, what I'm seeing in these cards is telling me that there is going to be some confrontation. And then that allows a dialogue to open up and allows the querents to kind of take the information that they're giving and help them process the answer on their own. But then the reader can actually give them guidance as to whether it's something that should continue or should be cut off. So when it comes to the history uh, for the second part of your question, we don't really know the history. The origin of tarot is actually unknown. Some actually argue that it was originally just a card game. And then there's also people that say that it actually possesses deep esoteric knowledge that is designed for divination, but disguised as a card game just because of the control that the church had in that time frame uh, you know there was a lot of punishment for anybody that deviated from the church's standards so it makes sense as to why it would be disguised as a card game um, but that may not even be the case um, some believe that the system actually came from Egypt some say that it is from Italy, um, but there is a lot of Egyptian hieroglyphics in it, so a lot of that wasn't even understood until the 1700s. So that's why people think that it was actually from Italy. Um, but it could have very well come from Egypt, and 
you know, these people that designed it actually had that knowledge prior to it actually being understood. So throughout history, it was actually used by kings and queens to actually kind of see how they should move forward with certain actions um, or what to expect with the coming seasons and things like that. Can and you imagine, like, being, like, on trial for something, standing at the fucking, at the guillotine, and your fate is in a card? Right. And, and it's crazy because so many people actually sought out people who read cards. So it's like, yeah, I'm being condemned for the same thing that people see. Oh, Liz, Alanis, when you need her. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would, that would suck, man. So, you know, I think that kind of brings us into current times as a tarot reader. We still face persecution um, just because, you know, the, the church does still have an effect. You know, it's not like, you know, we are not ingrained to believe in something that has been so strong throughout our history. So, you know, it's our one of the leading religions in the entire world. Right. But with that, there's so many denominations as well. So, you know, there are people that still, you know, look down upon people who do tarot or practice witchcraft. Um, but, you know, there are some advantages of being a tarot reader. You know, you have this ability to help others in a way that they may not be able to help themselves when they're lost. You know, you can give them a lot of insight. And it's not always about what the cards have to say it's sometimes about what the querent is prompted to talk about you know they might be able to work out some things on their own through that open dialogue well and that makes sense because we go to therapy and stuff uh, you know the you know talk therapy is just you sitting down kind of getting those those emotions out and, and getting those ideas out and like i know personally like if i talk about a problem i'm having it's a lot easier for me to solve it and typically i end up i solve the I solve the issues on my own because, you know, I've just been able to kind of hear myself put it into perspective. So, you know, that, I mean, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. It's like kind of just like talking to your friend. Right. Uh, so like if you do readings for yourself, just look at it that way as this is somebody that you can confide in that's going to give you insight into your situation. Even if it makes you think about it a little bit, it might not make complete sense until you actually, you know, make sense of it you have to be able to decipher what information is good and what information is bad but generally you know there are some leading points that point you in that direction right. like there could be some challenges that present themselves in the coming week and you know that at least allows you to have a one-up on you know kind of what to expect and then you can you know act accordingly and avoid some some problems because you're more conscious of this week i could come across some issues that right. might be a little more challenging and you know i think that kind of goes into you know what a reading is um so for people that are receiving a reading you know it's not always about getting the answers sometimes it's just about getting the understanding uh, because, you know, moving forward, you know, you may not always look to a tarot reading. You have to de develop these uh, techniques and tactics to take on life on your own. Right. You can't just become dependent on somebody else or a deck of cards. Now, they are great and they do really help with your situation. But even before you get a reading, it's always good just to kind of examine and, you know, see what you can do. 
And then you can even take that to the cards and say, you know, is this the right action to take in this situation? So, you know, that kind of talks about how the, the readings can be used. And, you know, from there, you can ask about pretty much anything. You can get insight into what you need to be doing with your life, who is good for you, who is bad. Um, and, you know, the cards might say this person is bad for you, but it makes you think, well, I don't really know if this person is bad for me. Right. And that kind of gives you that, you know, confirmation that you needed. Like, oh, okay, well, this is what this is saying, but this is how I feel. Right, right. So you also have to kind of balance your emotions in that situation. You have to, you know, react emotionally, but also think logically in that situation. That is one of the cards that actually stands out to me is, I can't remember which one it's on, but um, it's on my, my Everyday Witch Tarot deck. And uh, the one thing that it says on the card is, you know, you're, you're struggling with a decision, you know, flip a coin. And if you're not happy with where the coin lands, then you know your answer. Exactly. You know, so that is, yeah, that does, that makes a lot of sense. Right. So it's not necessarily right or wrong information, but it's how you react uh, to the information that's being given. You know, you have a choice in this just because a... Tara reading says that you should leave this person behind. If you feel that you shouldn't leave this person behind, just make sure you examine it from a logical point of view. Like, you know, is this person actually good for me? And that kind of, you know, the readings open up a dialogue between you and somebody else, but also with you Mm -hmm. and your inner dialogue. So, I mean, what would be the difference then between like just pulling the one card you know, a day compared to like sitting down and doing an entire spread. Just because there's more cards doesn't mean you're going to get more insight or more information or more answers. So you like one card, you can get a lot of information from the more cards you pull. It it typically is just more on the specifics. So it breaks down the situation, but it's still the same situation. Okay. So you can get the same amount of insight from one card that you can from one reading. It just depends on, you know, if that's the way reading works for you. If you okay. feel like you don't know the cards, sometimes pulling cards can actually help you. Sometimes right. pulling cards will just further confuse you. But, you know, when it comes to to large spreads, a lot of times with these spreads, you can pretty much take out like two to three cards. You know, some of it is just, you know, there to be extra insight if needed. You know, so you like if you have an outcome card, you can either pull that or you don't have to, you know, that can kind of be up in the air for you from how you move forward. But it does give you like that insight to, okay, this is the goal I want to reach. So then you can know how to move forward with all of the other information that was given within that reading and how to reach that goal point. But if it's also, say, a negative outcome, you know, then you have the understanding of, okay, this is the outcome if this is the action I take based off of the reading and then it allows you to just re-examine your process and how you do decide to move forward through certain situations. So one of the plus sides to doing a larger spread is there 
can be more information that is provided depending on the depth of your reading. Um, there is a lot of you know astrology and numerology that is actually in the cards, so that can give you insight into you know a specific person or the type of energy you need to embody. So if you okay. have like an Aquarius card, right? You know you should kind of be a little bit more aloof and mysterious about things or. You know, if you have, like, say, a fire sign card, like a like Leo, for instance, you know, that can tell you that you might need to, you know, be about yourself for a little while, just because Leos can tend to be, you know, a little self-indulgent. Um, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's information that is needed. So you can have extra information from a larger spread, but sometimes it's just extra information that can just confuse you further into the situation you're looking at. So with that, there's also some uh, decks that have different art. So, you know, with modern times, a lot of the art has changed and yeah. is completely different from other decks because the, the older style tarot decks are very for that period. That's, you know, things that are kind of experienced in that time period whereas now we have more things like motorcycles and cards right. and things like that you know it helps bring this old knowledge into modern times in a way that we can understand but for some people that can also be more confusing because it's just extra information and they may not understand how to process it so like Say, for instance, there is a motorcycle on the card. That could mean that there's going to be fast movement or you're going to have to, you know, change lanes and kind of, you know, be able to bob and weave with ease. So are there like full like motorcycle tarot decks? Is that what you're... Not that I've seen. Oh, okay. But there might be one because of the modern art. Okay. Yeah. You know, it just it helps bring in, you know, different things. Like if, like say there's like a queen of, cups is on on the uh, like say for instance a Lamborghini yeah you know I can sure. kind of tell you that you are gonna be abundant but right. it could also because it is the Queen of Cups and relates to more the emotional realm it could just mean you're going to be emotionally abundant of course you would use abundance as an example <laughs> right and abundance. I don't know why I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised but you know <laughs> patience and abundance uh theme it, of my life <laughs> you know i mean what, what what do you think that means like that's come up in a lot of your readings so for you yeah reading for yourself and seeing that that's what that is yeah. i mean i know what it means you know when i when i when i see it you know i, I know time and time again so i just i roll my eyes because I, I pull the cards hoping for a different outcome every time and i don't get one <laughs> so, so now that you have that information how has it helped you well, that's the thing is that I am really an extremely impatient person. And I think that patience is definitely something that I need to work on. And so it gives me, I guess, the, re the reassurance that if I put the work into being patient, then it is going to pay off. I mean, and, and maybe, you know, maybe that it's maybe that's what it means. I mean, maybe it doesn't think what I actually think it means. But at the end of the day, you know, it's still teaching me a lesson and putting, you know, putting that lesson into perspective for me to put focus into so yeah that goes back to you know being a personal practice because right. you know when 
usually in tarot, um, pentacles represent, you know, money. And that's oftentimes where most people get, say, an abundance card. And the interesting thing is, is pentacles is actually the slowest moving uh, element in the tarot deck. Okay, well, that makes sense. So that kind of ties into that patience. So for you to get this abundance, you have to be patient, but it's not just about the patience. It's about the planning that comes along for the end goal. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be something that is going to take a while, but as long as you're putting in that work and constantly focused on the bigger picture, it helps you kind of incorporate that in your day-to-day life and like how am I practicing increasing my abundance today you know like am I going to work or it's like if you have a day off you know like how am I practicing abundance today you know and abundance can come in many forms it can come in you know the form of money it can come in the form of your relationships or the form of your emotions yeah you know I don't necessarily see abundance as a as a physical Thing. For me, it's more of a, it's more of an emotional abundance rather than than anything else. So, um, you know, which again makes sense for my situation and you know, kind of what what I deal with, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it, it is funny. Like I said, it's it's funny. It's kind of a, I mean, you end up kind of forming like a relationship like with your cards, and you really do. You know, it, it becomes a, a, a its own personality in itself and its own identity. And so, um, you know, and here I am with mine, and you know, I. Like I said, you know, I get, I get that patience and abundance, you know, and I just, my eyes roll so far in the back of my head. Right. <laughs> and you, you know, know and so far and back you can there. get that with multiple decks from right. multiple readers. Yeah, it's yeah. not always about, you know, the deck's personality. Right. You know, it, right. you know, there are certain questions that are more suitable for other decks. So, you know, it just depends on your relationship. It's, right. You know, we keep going back to it being a personal practice. It's all personal, yeah, it's so personal. You know, you... Which is why it is such a hard topic to talk about. It's because, again, tarot is not something that you typically speak about. It's just something that you do. And it, it is kind of always something that you, you make your own. Like, there's really no wrong way to do it. You know, there really isn't. It's pretty It's pretty simple. I mean, right. you know, it, it can seem intimidating because everybody assumes they have to memorize everything and whatever. I've been doing this for, I mean, gosh, probably about six months now, doing my daily reading, and I still, I pull my card, and I pull out my book, and I read it, and <laughs> examine my card, and, yeah. you know, that's that's how I that's how I do my reading every day, you know, so, and I, I mean, it's definitely something that everybody can do, and, um... Well, it's like, I've been doing it for about three years now, and, you know, there's still things that I'm learning, you know, you never stop learning with tarot, because... There's yeah. so much that comes into play, right. not only because of the cards themselves and, you know, their meanings, their interactions, the art, but also how it relates to you on a personal level. Right. You yeah. know, it just, it, it, it's all subjective. You know, I could give you guidance on a reading that you're stuck on, but the way I see it might be a little different than the way you see it. Right. But that kind of goes back to... The information that's being provided can not necessarily be wrong, but, you know, invoke a feeling that makes you understand the situation more. That makes you feel like you know what you need to do, and it helps you kind of, you know, differentiate if what you're doing is right or wrong. Right. 
So we do need to talk a little bit about what makes a tarot deck. You know, we have the major arcana and the minor arcana. And with the major arcana, it is kind of in the name. It's usually like a major part of your life. So whenever one of those comes up in a reading, you know that this could be a big decision. Um, And the minor arcana, you know, usually more correlates with, you know, our day-to-day life. Right. Um, but that also doesn't mean that it can't be a major transformation or a, a major chapter closing or anything like that. Sure. You know, it, it, it all depends on the message in the reading. Um, so from there, we have four suits. Uh, we have wands, swords, cups, and pentacles. And each different element relates to a different part of our life. Right. But that can also be blurred, you know, depending on what is actually going on in a card. It can be talking about, you know, your emotional self, even though it's in the suit of pentacles. You know, it's like the, the four of pentacles. You know, it usually talks about greed or, or hoarding information or money. Um, and that can kind of, you know, take you down the road of, why is this what I'm doing? Why do I feel like I need to do this? So, you know, the just because certain suits touch base on certain topics doesn't mean that it is only for that specific topic. Right. So that kind of touches base on the question earlier, you know, what's the difference between a one-card spread or a multiple-card spread? Right. Uh, kind of can make things more confusing just because there's a lot more elements that come to play and actually uh, refrain from giving you the insight that you need because of confusion. But, you know, that it, it's all a personal practice. Right. And, you know, I can't stress that enough that it's all relative to you. Um, you really make it what it is for you. Um, and when you are seeking out a reading from somebody else, it's still about you. Right. You know, you have control when it comes to that. The tarot reader is basically just a mediator that can help things make sense. But, you know, there is some processing and things like that that you have to do on your own in order to know what you need to walk away with, what you need to implement in your specific situation. So, I mean, when you go to get a reading, you know, how does that work for you? Do you allow yourself to be open? Well, no, because mine, I mean, I guess, but mine always just says patience and abundance. So, <laughs> you know, I don't really, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing. I mean, you know, going back to it being like such a personal practice, I mean, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of information about tarot. And you can, you can, you know, dive into it all the way and completely submerge yourself in all that information and you know try to learn how to you know be a uh, a professional tarot reader like some people that we know um or or you can you know just kind of get your feet wet and just do the daily card pull i mean it is as big or as small as you want it to be and you know i think that's kind of i think that's kind of the cool part about it you know that's kind of the you know, the, the fun thing about it is that, you know, it's something that everybody can in- implement on any type of scale that they choose to implement it on or, you know, whatever use it on. So, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, you know, looking back now from where I am, I sometimes wish I actually didn't learn the meetings first. I wish I would have, you know, practiced the more intuitive side of tarot and been able to tap into what I feel and what kind of comes to me from looking at the imagery. But, you know, I was looking at the, the definitions and thinking that is how it needed to be done and right. not realizing that it is a personal practice. So I feel like if anybody is wanting to start tarot, you know, don't necessarily jump straight to the meanings. Don't necessarily right. put so much emphasis on having to know what they mean. Well, and that's like, that's another thing with my, with my, my first deck that I got, it has in the book, um, it has a spot for, for you to write notes for your interpretation or whatever of the cards. But for me personally, I've never used it because for me personally, that interpretation changes depending on the situation. Right. And so, you know, the, the intent there is always going to be different depending on, you know, what the ask is. So, I mean, it, it's really, again, it's, just, it's so personal. <laughs> well, you know. you know, that's why it's good to have like a tarot journal because in right. that journal you are able to put like in a love reading this meant for me blah 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 right. you know you can have the different you know sections of the type of readings and what that card meant within the realm of that topic so you know you don't necessarily need to know the meanings it does right. help you in a time when you kind of like run into a wall well because like you could do a tarot reading for me right now and get you know say you get the queen of cups and the four of wands and then you also get you know i don't know um the magician you know whatever my ask was during that reading is going to be different as opposed to if you go to anybody else and you pull those same three cards it's still it's going to be different it's going to be different from person to person you know depending on who you give those readings to because again depending on what the ask is that's the that's kind of the important part of it right well and it may not necessarily be a different message just how you get to right. that message could be different right just based off of right. how that person reads you know and also if they're an intuitive reader right. or a psychic reader or you know Whatever the case may be. And then having, yeah, having a tarot reader is a very personal thing, too. I mean, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, we have, like, I've got certain people I follow on social media because they, they speak to me. And so, you know, that's going to be, and that's pretty much going to be the case for everybody. You're going to have your favorite people that, you know, really kind of speak to you or vibe with you, um, you know, compared to there might be some others that I just, you know, they read and I just, I don't feel it, you know. So I just, you know, again personal practice yeah it's like when i do the tarot scope readings on my instagram which is at seek and see tarot uh you know i typically before the reading ask you know what message do you have for the people i'm able to reach right. and you know i i've been doing that based off of the signs individually so right. you know there's going to be a certain message that might come through for Aquarius that doesn't come through for Aries, even though they had a, the same card in the same position. Right. Because, um, you know, that is a completely different 
energy, but then also the, the cards that come into play after or before that card and how they interact. You know, there is a lot of information that can make a, a person feel that they don't have the ability to do tarot readings, but everybody has the ability, right. just like everybody has the ability to be psychic. Right. It just depends on, you know, what you're able to tap into with your current state. You know, if you've been, if you grew up religious, you know, that can really take a toll on you spiritually. Right. You know, you might feel scared or threatened by something that your religion has told you was wrong. Right. You know, it's like I grew up apostolic Pentecostal mm -hmm. and here I am a transgender woman and I'm reading tarot. Right. You know, and all my life and growing up in the church, I was told I was wrong. I was told that I was wrong just right. for existing so that kind of you know turned me off to any form of spirituality or religion as a whole but then one day I just connected with it you know so it's it's not something that needs to hold you back it's something that you need to explore and tarot can help you with a lot of that it can help you know give you that insight that you need and tarot isn't like strictly you know, tarot itself is, isn't a religion, you know. Tarot isn't, you know, just something, you know, witches do. It's, you know, right. it's not just something hippies do. You know, it's it's something, you know, anybody can do it. I mean, there's really no difference between, you know, asking the cards to show you the signs or, you know, getting on your knees and praying to God to show you the signs. Right. You know, which, which is... It's just so silly to think that you know it, it's that much different because it's really not. I mean, but but it's not. It's more of a it's more of a lifestyle thing than a than a religious you know issue. Right. You so. know, it's like you know that kind of talks about you know the myths that come with tarot or the stigmas. Right. You know, you don't have to be a witch to read tarot. Right. Um, I actually know some you know Christian faith based readers. Yeah. Um, some of them choose to not partake in tarot. Some of them only do oracle cards. But it is something that's growing in popularity because right. even, uh, you know, some Christian bookstores and things like that actually carry uh, prayer cards. Right, which is the same thing. Right, <laughs> you know, to me, yeah. tarot <laughs> is a form of prayer. It you know, is. I'm asking yeah. for certain things and you know I either get them or I get enough information to figure out how I can get that thing that I want or right. the situation uh, to go the way I wanted right. right you know and that comes down to your intention right you know the intention is important in anything and everything you do right. if you don't have an intention behind it you know why are you doing it you know, even if it's a bad one, you still have that negative intention that is pushing you to do what you do. Yeah. And, you know, that may not be a good thing, but you're still practicing intention. Well, the law of attraction is, is very real. It right. Is, <laughs> it is. That, that struggle is very real. <laughs> so, that's yeah, that's true. You know, if you do it with that bad intent, then you're going to get that bad outcome. So. 
Right. You know, and even if it doesn't come off as, you know, a bad outcome at first, you know, it could affect your life negatively. Like if you say you went to the store and you stole something like, yeah, you got that thing. But then it's like, do you really feel great about how you got that thing? Or, you know, if you get caught or, you know, whatever, you know, there are, you know, outcomes that may seem good and actually aren't. Right, right, right. And then, you know, of course, there's, like, more of, like, the traditional, I guess, the traditional myths behind it. Um, like I said, the, the one that I know of is, you know, if you can read for yourself, you can't read for others. And, right. You know, whatever. And, I mean, there's stuff, you know, stuff like that, that, you know, kind of these these weird rules to tarot and, you know. Which just, there are none. Right. There I mean, are no rules. Yeah. There's just, only suggestions. You know, I find that pretty obscure, you know, like being, you know, having to be, like, gifted your first tarot, tarot set. Or like, steal it. Steal it. I've never heard that one. Yeah. See, that's another one. I've and never heard that one. That kind of ties back into how it doesn't actually have a religion because witches that is yeah. against their code of ethics. Right. Typically. Just, right, right. Um, you know, there are some some ways that that can be appropriate. Right. Um, you know, depending on your intention behind it. Right. right. Um, but you know, a lot of people think that that is the only way that you can become a tarot reader, and that's not true. Right. Um, I do feel that when you are gifted a tarot deck, though, it does have more power behind it because it has that, that extra intention. added intention, you know? And and not only that, but it's allowing the people around you to, to see what's in you. You know, they, they know that you have the ability and they believe in that and they want to give you something to encourage you to continue to do tarot or even just begin tarot. I definitely, I mean, I don't believe in, and this is something people hear me talk about a lot, I don't believe in coincidences or accidents or, you know, anything like that. So, I mean, obviously, if you're gifted something, um, you know, you're gifted something for a reason. <laughs> you know, for whatever that reason may be. So, I mean, you know, especially if you're gifted a tarot deck, I mean, that's pretty special. You know, that's a pretty special, you know, start there. Um, you know, it, 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 it's definitely a good introduction to a relationship with your spirituality. And, you know, whatever that spirituality may be, again, whether, you know, you want to just kind of dip your toes in or unless you want to dive in, you know, full force and, and go for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we... <laughs> Most people that do start tarot don't just throw themselves in. Or right. They usually either receive a tarot deck or buy a tarot deck, and it, sometimes it'll sit there for a minute because they don't necessarily know what to do with it, or they may not feel called to do anything with it at that time. I had, well, I first bought my tarot deck because I had um, been going through just some pretty, just some emotional turmoil. And, you know, I was just talking with friends and stuff. And I had three separate people on three separate occasions telling me to get a tarot deck. <laughs> I think you were one of them, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a, a great tool to utilize. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going through it. You're like, let's get you a tarot deck. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, so then I did. You know, I, I did. I figured, okay, you know what? Enough people have told me I need to. So, you know, fuck it. Let's try it. I mean, you know, I'm at this point. I might as well you know, see what it brings me. And I mean, you know, so far I'm glad, like I said, it's, it's a daily ritual for me. So, I mean, and you know, if nothing else, it at least, it at least gives me the time to kind of have my time in the morning, sit with my cards and just kind of regroup every day. 
you know, just kind of have that, that good start to the day. It just, it has that sense of routine to it, which, you know, just as humans, we love so much. And so, you know, if, if, you know, if it's all bullshit anyway, you know, at least I take that time out to kind of sit and like I said, just regroup and, you know, kind of have my moment, you know, kind of plan my day a little bit based on that. And then there we go. Everybody's happier for it anyway. So, yeah. And it's like when I first got into tarot, I, nobody had told me to get a tarot deck. Nobody gifted me a tarot deck. I was actually invited over and my friend suggested that we do tarot. You know, with my religious background, I was a little put off by it. But, you know, I was like, well, let's do it and see what happens and, you know, see if it changes anything for me. And because I was open to that experience, because I was a willing participant in that, I had a really, really big breakthrough. And, you know, it was probably one of the biggest breakthroughs I've had in my entire life. And I was around supportive people that, you know, were there for me in that time because it was really rough. Like, I... Like, I don't even know of a time that I felt so overcome with emotion. Yeah. You know, and not like a specific emotion. All you the know? emotions. It was yeah. everything yeah. at once. Like, I felt so happy and grateful that I was going through this experience, that I was, you know, having to face my challenges, and it was just liberating yeah. and... You know, then that provoked me to go buy my own tarot deck. And I actually bought the same one and it didn't speak to me the same way. So I bought another one. And, you know, the first card I connected with was, you know, very inspiring and kind of led me on this journey of self-discovery and figuring out my purpose. And I feel that my purpose is to do tarot it's to not just do tarot but everything that comes with it you know being able to work on myself being able to help other people you know I get messages about people that need help doing tarot readings they either don't know how to conduct one to begin with or they've pulled the cards and don't necessarily know the meanings and then there's people that ask me for readings and being able to play that role and assisting other people is something that I really strive for as a person from my core. You know, I've always been in customer service. I've always, you know, hung out with old people when I was a little kid. And, you know, it's just, I've always wanted to be there for people. And this is a way that allows me to do that, but also honor myself in that process and you know do the same things for myself that I do for others which you know I really struggle with I sometimes feel like I can do more for others than I can do for myself right it's like when I'm depressed I don't like to clean but it's like I can come over here and clean all day right you know yeah yeah it's like the mom friend trumps all like you know, people have anxiety where they don't want to go up and get ketchup or something from the, you know, cashier. And, right. You know, I happen to be one of those people. But if my friend that I'm with has that same anxiety, 
I can do it. Right. Because it's not for me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, that's... I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the great thing about tarot is it allows you to connect with everybody. And, you know, anybody that participates is generally open. You know, there are people that do want to test people that do tarot or do astrology readings or... You know, anything of the sort. And, you know, that's honestly kind of frustrating because all that does is blocks you as a seeker for getting the information that you want because you're not allowing yourself to connect. It's very important to connect, Um, you know, and that's one of the great things about tarot as well is if you can connect, you can do a reading. So you don't actually have to be in the vicinity of that person as long as you know the energy is there to be able to do the reading it's going to be something that can happen you know you just have to remain open and communicative and just really be willing to share your side of things but also you know talk to your reader you know you can't just say they give you information that you don't like you know you can tell them uh, I don't really like that right and that at least allows them to give you further insight into the situation because you might not understand all the aspects of it or they might not understand all the aspects of it and you know it opens up a dialogue for everybody to kind of make sense of things yeah. but most importantly it brings us together to have a common, you know, goal in mind, to be able to connect, to help one another. Right, and, and at the end of the day, whether it's all bullshit or not, I mean, isn't that what's really important is, you know, connecting with other people and, you know, on whatever level it is. And, you know, I, I mean, I think, you know, again, like I said, whether it's all bullshit or not, we at least have that, you know, to go off of. So, I mean, I say, you know, in, in, in the words of another card of mine I can't remember the name because I'm not I'm not Ivy so I'm not good at this um but it says uh if you're looking for a sign this is it and if you're looking for a reason to buy a tarot deck this is it (laughs) just do it do it already did you do it yet you still didn't do it just 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 go go do it right now go do that well wait not not right now wait till the show's over and then go do it how about that okay (laughs) just refrain from ordering from Amazon if you can shop local yeah shop local that's you know that is a big thing make sure that the actual artist of the deck you know get the proceeds um you know if you can i mean if if if, you know you're in the middle of nowhere and you can't the only website that your internet allows is amazon i mean do it but you know if not (laughs) right and there's also plenty of groups on facebook yeah you know you can reach out to those groups and ask to you know join if you know they require that and and there's tarot card makers, like, they will make you a personal deck. And, you know, of course, you know, then you're talking a little bit of money. I mean, I suggest getting a starter deck first. But, I mean, it's pretty cool, actually. I mean, yeah. if anything, it, it looks cool. So I mean, really, <laughs> you can even make your own tarot deck. You, you don't have to yeah. have cardstock. You can put it on paper yeah, you can, and shuffle yeah, it. Exactly. You know, it might not be a tarot card deck, uh, a full 78-card yeah. deck, but, you know, you could use it as an oracle deck. You could, You know, yeah. just... You know, put down different intentions. Like today, I I promise to serve myself. Right. You know, and then that at least allows you to kind of move forward with Gives your day. Gives you a direction of your day. Well, 
why don't we go ahead and consult our oracle jar and figure out what our topic's going to be for next week. Right. Are we ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. So the funny thing about the topics, guys, is that like we really do pull them from this jar that, that we have. It's a little blue mason jar. Um, and, you know, the first topic that we pulled, as, you know, I'm sure half of you at least probably know, is, is the Mothman. And probably what at least half of you that listen to the podcast know is that uh, the Mothman is a big subject for me. It is something that is a big focal point in my life at this time. And so it was really kind of hilarious the way that worked because we had recently um, kind of been, there's, there had been a theme of, um, you know, synchronicities in our lives where, in our lives where, you know, it just it was one of those, it, again, it's one of those things. I'm not surprised in the, anymore when the universe speaks, but you always just kind of are like, of course, you know. And then the second week, you know, legitimately was, it, it was Ivy's big topic, it was tarot. <laughs> and so, you know, huge pieces of ourselves, you know, had to come Already. out with this. <laughs> right, just up front, out of the gate. And so, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully we can keep the vibe going, you know, with, with other topics that we're passionate about and, you know, give you guys something great from there. But it just, it's, it's kind of funny just the way the world works sometimes, so... Um, but let's go ahead and let's figure out. You want to use the nails, get in there, do a little mixer. There you go. <laughs> let's figure out what we're doing. Astrology. Oh my God. Why has it got to be astrology? Oh, that's a tough one too. So, yeah. I mean, personally, you know, as I have been, you know, I, I call, proudly call myself a witch. And as I have been practicing lately, I've been kind of learning things piece by piece. And astrology has been something that it can't just sit down and learn. Like, you, you're not going to just learn astrology in a week. It is fucking massive. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to it. So <laughs> There's so many practitioners that still, to this day, they've been doing it for... 20 plus years right. let's just say and they're still right. out here doing these workshops right. and they even conduct their own workshops yeah. but continue to go to other workshops because yeah. there's just so much information right. so I'm just going to tell you right now if we can condense this somehow into a a podcast next week then we are some bad bitches right so <laughs> well and you know like you said you've as you've you know become a witch you've been delving into different topics as they present themselves right. and that's kind of been my next step you know yeah. tarot has kind of brought me to that point where i feel like i should understand the zodiac signs a little bit more right you yeah know? so it's, it's kind of crazy how everything kind of like comes together once it you is. like start yeah. one thing and then it just leads you to something else and right. you know, it helps you get the big picture we're kind of getting down that rabbit hole and then you know who knows who knows what's going to happen after that so we'll see well but... we'll see next week on yeah. our uh, astrology podcast <laughs> that's right guys well i guess that's gonna be it yeah we don't have a tarot reading to do so yeah that's gonna be it um you know go ahead and you know let us know what you guys think if you have any specific questions geared towards astrology or you know just any kind of topics that you might want us to cover um you know go ahead and ask us um we are open for questions um, regarding, you know, previous podcasts or, you know, anything that you guys kind of want us to talk about. We're still open to taking, taking top, you know, the topics and stuff. So, I mean, just, you know, keep that in mind and, uh, let us know. Yeah. Reach out to us at, uh, on Wednesdays, we talk weird at gmail.com or on my Instagram at seek and see tarot. And, uh, Ashley's social yeah, I'm on, media I'm as well. on Twitter and Instagram, both at it's ashers. 
Um, you know, most of you probably uh, know me from that. Or, you know, you can also email me at fromtheashers at gmail.com. That's open as well. So, um, yeah, let us know, guys. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.